Swain Event, SwainEvent.com. Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you are having a great Wednesday morning. It is October the 13th. We are live from the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Man, the week is creeping up on us, getting closer and closer to game day. Thank you for making this win event part of your morning. Ben, what it do? Good morning. What's up? What's happening? Hi. What's up? Hello. Good I morning. Out. I ran out. What's popping? There it is. Brand new whip just hopped in. Okay. Yeah. You must commit to Alabama, huh? <laughs> no, just listening to a little Jack Harlow. Or you you must have got out of Nick Saban's doghouse if you got got your whip back. No, I've I've had my whip, but uh, the players on that team, the Henry Toe No O's, uh, I think he had his taken away for the week. You're too grounded. many missed tackles. You're grounded. Give me a car keys now. When when you don't miss more than double digit tack- tackles in a game, you can have your car back. <laughs> I uh, love me some college football. When, when when you don't incorrectly guess the wrong gap and shoot that gap and the running back's going through the other side of the offensive line, you can have your car back, Henry. Oh, man. I love me some college football, man. Love it, love it, love it, love it. If you missed Tennessee Prime last night, man, you missed a good one. I suggest you go back and, and watch it. Um, you can listen to it, but I, it doesn't. It just—it's not the same. It's not the same. I would go and watch it over again because last night we had on uh, Byron Young, Kate Mays, By, who is from South Carolina. His story is remarkable—the best story on this football team. Um, Funny to see their reactions to to things that each other. Say to things, stupid things that you say, or even s- even sillier things that Austin Price says. Funny to see their reactions. I did say, I did probably say some pretty stupid things yesterday. I mean, it's okay. I I say stupid things more often than you do. I, I say stupid things all the time. The the listeners know this. No secret. You just have to embrace it. You have to embrace the stupidity. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I did or not, but uh, I had a good time. And you did try to get a uh, Cade to reveal what jersey they're wearing this Saturday. I didn't do that. That was Austin Price. Oh yeah, it was Austin. Austin was acting like See? a kid on the twenty third of December. Can't wait two more days to the Christmas, Austin. Yeah, man, that was that was AP. I, dude, I have zero care to worry about what they wear right now. Um, you know, last week was was a week they went out and. Wore the dark mode uniforms, got recognition. Um, recruits were loving it. Players were loving it. I'm on. I'm on orange. I'm Bill Belichick. On to orange. I would love to see. I know you. You said that you don't care. I do care because I. I care about the game and the peripheral things at the same time because I can do that. Um, because I don't, I'm not playing in the game. I would love to see them wear all orange this weekend. I think it's a great weekend to to rock the all orange under the lights, laying back in town, prime time. I think it'd be a great, great time to wear the all orange. Cool. 
That works. Works for me, uh, man. Speaking of Belichick, did uh, did you notice that Austin Price looked like Bill Belichick yesterday? He did, man. He did. He was on the pile. <laughs> he was on the pile. He, he made sure to, to tease a little something something with Walter Nolan. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, him and Packer was up in power with Walter Nolan. So um, I like what Tennessee's at. Hard to be living in Knoxville and um, all the everything that you need is right here. The best defensive line coach in the country is right here. And you like it? You like where Tennessee's at with Walter Nolan? That is that. That is what you are saying. Let, let, let's be super specific. What you else, like where Tennessee's what, what at? That's what I'll be talking with about. Walter Nolan. I don't know. Maybe you like where Tennessee's offense is at. Maybe you like where Tennessee's what defense. The, what does offense got to do with Walter is, Nolan? Is that? Oh, we talk about a lot of things here in the Swain event. You're silly this morning. Maybe you like where the Bears' offense with Justin Bears? Fields is at. Why well, give a damn about the Bears right now? I'm all about these Vols, baby. Well, I just want these to make Vols. sure people know exactly what you are talking about. You probably got a point because you know people. People build a message board talking about something. Man, so we ain't talking about Justin Fields transferring to Tennessee because of Walter Nolan. Like, what? What? How did you how did you hear it that way? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? So yeah, you probably probably right, but you need to be very, very, very specific. Cause man, folks hear what they want to hear. But no, I think Tennessee is in a good place with Walter Nolan. Right now, Ben. <laughs> you love to see it. He he's he's been a traveling man. He was at A and M last week. Of course, A and M looks terrible all year. <laughs> and then the game Walter shows up for is the game in which they knock off number one Bama. Yeah, it's, it's the best <laughs> game in the Jimbo, field. It's the best game in Jimbo Fisher's era. It's the best game. It's the best moment. Do you think that's? A bigger win than the Johnny Manziel win in Tuscaloosa? Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher wasn't a coach to you. Well, I know, but I'm trying to take it a step. I agree with you, but I'm trying to take it a step further and say that it, it, it's the biggest win since nah. A&M's been in the SEC. No, nah, that Johnny Manziel win was on the road. On the road. The electricity behind Johnny Manziel, his playmaking abilities. He went on to win the Heisman. Nah, man. That that. That A&M game was different. Well, I guess I, I was thinking at it from the perspective of maybe since it was at home and recruits were in town, that maybe that that game benefits the program more from a recruiting standpoint. Or would you think that the Johnny Manziel one actually benefited more from a recruiting standpoint because of all of the fanfare that comes with Johnny Manziel? Well, I'm, I'm okay arguing that the away game had a bigger impact with Johnny Manziel than the home game. I, I, I definitely see that. Because that that is that is when Johnny Manziel like made his his statement against Alabama on the road, all the plays that he would make against teams prior to the Alabama game. People were like, "I don't know if we're gonna do it against Alabama." Uh, he was doing it against Alabama, and it, it also kind of stamped Ole Miss, like I mean, uh, stamped Texas A and M, like, okay, they're an SEC team. Yeah, they're proving themselves. Yeah, they they feel like an SEC team to me. I don't know if, if you feel differently. Like, Missouri does not feel like an SEC team. A&M does feel like an SEC team to me. And and I think that early win over Alabama helped, like, stamp them. For sure. 
and say that they have arrived. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Walter was down there in that. In that. And you yeah, know how we know Georgia. We've seen Walter get, get um, Florida. Get himself locked in as a prisoner at the moment. You know, last couple last couple months, he went down to Florida, had a good time in Florida, then was ready to commit the next week, and then hit a Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. And then um, backed out of that. There have been other times he was, you know, said, hey, if I get these amount of followers, I'll be ready to, to commit. Got to those followers. Uh, and then he, bag up, bag up. Bag up, and he put it in reverse. So, and then told me the the next day after I asked him about it after one of his games, he said, "Oh yeah, I got something brewing," and that was two months ago, and I haven't heard anything about it since. Yep. So, uh, it's been a wild and 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 crazy ride for sure. But I, I get the feeling that Walter is um, he's over the recruiting process. That doesn't mean that he's ready to announce or ready to commit. But you can be over with it and still not making a uh, a decision on exactly where you want to go. I got a question for you, Ben. Question for you. We have played six games this year. We are four and two. That's good math. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it, man. Um, I did not go to your tutoring session, the one that you was putting on uh, in the library. How many touchdowns would it take to get to 63 points? I don't know, Ben. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, So, my question for you. Yes, sir. Four four wins, two losses, six games. We have sat here in the first game of the year. We have said we expect to win. We expect to win against Bowling Green. Against Pittsburgh, we picked Pittsburgh to win. Excuse me, we picked Tennessee to win against Pittsburgh, but there was still that little bit of uh, reservation. There wasn't a, a expectations. For me, it's more like a hope. Hope we win. I don't know how, how much you expected to win against Pittsburgh, but I was hoping. I was hoping, and I picked Tennessee. I just figured they would find a way being at home. I thought it was 50 50. Yeah. Um, when we played against Tennessee Tech, I expected to win. I expected to, to win big. Florida hoped. I hoped to win. I didn't even pick Tennessee. Mizzou, South Carolina, I expected to win. Are we to the point right now with Ole Miss coming into town, 13 right team in the country, do we hope or do we expect? Where are you, Ben? I am hoping Tennessee wins. I am hoping Tennessee wins. And my mind has been tied into a pretzel all week in terms of evaluating this football game because Ole Miss's defense is very bad. I think Tennessee, assuming that it plays the way that it has the last two weeks, I, I think Tennessee's going to put up a ton of points. I mean, it, it it would be a a huge disappointment to me if the offense does not reach forty. I know that's a, a high bar, but uh, this this offense is clicking. It has the players, and 
you're playing an Ole Miss defense that is not good. So I, I do expect the offense to put up a, a lot of points. That's one thing that I am expecting in this game and not hoping for is the offense to put up points. I, I think that will happen. Uh, but I also think Ole Miss is, is going to put up points. And, and where my mind has been tied into a pretzel is knowing that Tennessee's defense is better than Ole Miss's defense. And I think if if any team had a a better opportunity, if any defense had a better opportunity of slowing an offense down in this game, it would be Tennessee's defense because it's it's better than Ole Miss's defense. But Ole Miss's offense is better than Tennessee's offense. So that that's kind of where my mind has been tied into a pretzel all week and, and trying to guess and take a stab at what I think may happen. So, uh, again, I, I think this Ole Miss offense is, is very dangerous at every level, at receiver with Dontario Drummond, who is the real deal, Braylon Sanders, Jonathan Mingo, they're very good receivers uh, in the backfield, Snoop Connor, Henry Parrish Jr., uh, Jerion Ely is a very good back, but he's been banged up, so I don't know that he's going to play this this Saturday. Uh, he, he's a very talented back. And then you add Matt Corral to, to the mix, running around with his legs, and they've got a good offensive line. Matt Corral is obviously what he is. Uh, so I'm hoping that Tennessee's defense can do enough to slow down that offense. I don't have the expectation that, Tennessee's defense is going to slow down the Ole Miss offense. And I think that's what determines the game. And that's why I say that I am hoping this Saturday, not expecting this Saturday. Explain to me your stance on Ole Miss's offense being better than Tennessee's because you, you can look at the numbers and say that Tennessee's offense, with what they've done the last couple weeks, um, is the best offense. Yeah, you know sure. with the numbers, but yeah, Ole Miss has played an opponent that Tennessee has not played yet, and an opponent Arkansas that has a, a much better defense than the one of South Carolina and Missouri, and they mm-hmm. hung fifty-two on on them. I, I think Ole Miss has more weapons. I, I think they're better along the offensive line. I love Hendon Hooker, but Matt Corral is better. They have the better quarterback. Uh, I. I I like their receivers more than I like Tennessee's receivers. They're, they're top three of uh, Drummond, Mingo, and, and Sanders, I think, are, are more talented than Tennessee's trio of Valus, Tillman, and Peyton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that doesn't mean that I don't think that Tennessee's are good. Uh, but That's what I heard. I, 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 I know somebody out there did. Um, but like those old Miss receivers are, especially Mingo, uh, or, or Drummond, rather, but honestly, both of them. I mean, they're viewed as soon-to-be top early-round draft picks, first, second, third round, and as good as college football players as Javante Payton, Valus Jones, and, and Cedric Tillman are, they're, they're not going to be that. Um, so I, I, think, I think they have more weapons. I think they're healthier. I think they have a little more depth. That, that's why I say Ole Miss's offense is better than Tennessee's offense. Yeah, and I uh, have no problem with that. I just, I just, I just know that there will be some people that kind of raise the eyebrow and want to know some homework. 
on on that uh, on that stance. So I want you to provide that. And um, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you at at all there, um, because really, what matters is who's the best on Saturday, who plays the best on Saturday, and in the last couple of games since Hinton Hooker has has been the guy at Tennessee. He's actually played better than the Heisman Trophy candidate and Matt Corral. But Matt Corral, yes, is is better, has had more to show over a longer uh, period of time. And so you certainly I'm not gonna sit here and say that you would that you would take anybody over Matt Corral right now with, with how he's been playing and what he's done over uh, a two year span. But it's about how does he play Saturday? What does the defense do to impact his performance? That's what matters. Because he was dang good last year until he threw five or six interceptions in one game because he just had a bad game. So you can have bad games. Peyton Manning was great here at Tennessee. First overall pick. But he didn't light it up against Florida like he would light it up against other teams. You can have bad games. And so Tennessee just needs to make sure that Matt Corral has one of his bad games on Saturday against 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 them. So, like for for me, I'm hoping to win the game. I have a great amount of respect for Ole Miss's talent. I have a, a respect level for what Lane Kiffin has built on offense and those guys playing the way that they're playing. Um, we look at Coach Heupel, and we give him credit for taking a a group of battered football players that didn't look like they were having fun on the football field. And now the culture is, is positive. The energy is there. Those guys are having fun. Um, and they're making plays and they're winning. Well, I got to do the same thing with Lane Kiffin. I know guys that are played for Lane. So I know the type of energy and the shot and the arm that he's giving those players. I got respect for that. Um, our corners – this is going to be their greatest challenge of the year. Greatest challenge of the year. There ain't no doubt about that. This is going to be the greatest challenge. So, I hope Alante is is, is getting everybody some cookies this week. That'd be that'd be great. Because, He's saying all the right things because we're going to need we're going to need turnovers. And I think this is the football game, Ben. We're truly the the team who has uh, who who are in the losing column of the uh, turnover margin, could find themselves losing. What was strange is that Tennessee won the turnover margin against Florida and still lost by multiple scores. I don't know if that's going to be the case this weekend against Ole Miss. I truly think that the defense that are able to create a turnover too may be the team that wins this football game. One thing – if you're Tennessee, you certainly don't want to put yourself in this position, is that you know Ole Miss' defense has been struggling. Playing this 3-3-5 and 3-2-6 and all this weird stuff where they should not be able to stop the run. They should not be able to. The one thing that you can do to help Ole Miss' defense and allow them not to be exposed, is turn the football over. That's the only way that, that you allow Ole Miss' defense to roll in the stadium, to roll into the SEC stadium and run 
a Conference USA defense, an AAC defense, a Mountain West defense. They don't play three two sixes in the SEC. They play stuff like that when you're playing against Marshall, when you're playing against Louisiana Tech, because they know they don't have the, the horses up front, so they try to put dudes in space, more athletes in space, to confuse you, to run around you instead of running through you. West Virginia did that. Like We can't allow a SEC team, SEC team to come in here to run a 3-2-6 on defense. Like, come on now. If you, if you K. Mays in this offensive line, man. Tennessee should run for days. Again, I, I have a lot of confidence in, in Tennessee putting up points. Uh, again, that, that's an expectation, not a hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ole Miss, statistically speaking, is awful on defense. Second worst in passing defense, third worst in scoring defense, third worst in rushing defense. Technically, statistically, South Carolina has a better rushing defense than Ole Miss. In uh, just overall defense, Ole Miss is 12th worst in the conference, only ahead of Vanderbilt and Missouri. Who? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. They still in SEC? Unfortunately. Fortunately. Fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> hey, will we play them? Not soon enough. Hey, man. I'm trying to... Can, can we, we play we, them like in the middle of this? Yeah, can we? This, four, this I think. Can we play I, Ole Miss at the end of the year? I think, yeah, I think. <laughs> and I think, play Vandy this week? I think two bye weeks would be cool. <laughs> so this four-game stretch we're up against. Or play Kentucky the last week of the season and play Vanderbilt that week? Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky got Before a Georgia. rivalry game with Louisville. So whatever. But I'm with you, yeah, man. Yeah, they can play them this week. I know, right? Or that week. They, I mean, hey, Texas and Oklahoma plays their rivalry game in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Here, one thing I am interested to see about Tennessee's offense is how they handle adversity. Because the last two games, Tennessee's offense has, has not faced adversity in terms of having to score when they absolutely needed to. They, they, haven't, they haven't had to Especially the second half. operate a drive – while they're they're trailing, or while it's tied, or like Swain just said, when it's when it's in the second half or the fourth quarter, and it's it's crunch time. Now, I, I do think you you go back and you look at the Pittsburgh game, and there were some times when the defense stepped up and got a stop when it absolutely needed a stop in that football game to give the offense a, a chance to, to tie it or, or take the lead. I know they got one stop while the game was tied, gave, gave the ball back to Tennessee, and Tennessee could have taken the lead late in the game, and Tennessee failed to do so. And, and then, obviously, when Hendon Hooker threw his only interception on the season, Tennessee was driving to, to tie the game late in that fourth quarter. That, that's been the only time with Hendon Hooker at, at the helm late in the game in the fourth quarter where they they had to score and, and they didn't get the job done. Uh, I, I do think that <laughs> if Jimmy Galloway catches that ball at Florida, then then there's one time this season where, where Tennessee makes it a three-point game going into the fourth quarter in the Swamp. I think there's something to be said for that. But I am interested to see how this offense operates early, late, middle of the game, if if it's – down by a score, if it's down by, by two scores, if it's a tie game, how, how do they operate when, when the pressure is on? 
questions, 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 good questions that only Tennessee will be able to answer this weekend. It is a sold-out game. Sold-out game. Man, it's amazing what winning does, right? Couldn't give away tickets fast enough early in the season. There's a time when we had 11 tickets, Ben. Since you tech game, right? Yeah, 11 tickets that we gave away. 11. This week, zero. <laughs> we this These tickets were, were gone the minute the new week started. The minute the new week started. We hooked up Turkey Man. Allow him to our anonymous yeah. giver. That's right. We were able to hook up Turkey Man, and he's able to take his son-in-law. So I met up with Turkey Man yesterday and educated him on the process. Number one, don't lose the tickets. Number two, do not post a picture of the tickets. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not do that. So Because somebody will take that barcode. Or the numbers, I don't, I don't know how they do it, but they take it and they use it to get in. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you'll be at the ticket line trying to scan your ticket and it won't work. You will be at the ticket line with cross smiles. Cry smiles. What are cross smiles? It's when you're trying to smile, but you're really crying inside. <laughs> it's a mixture of both because you're trying to hide the, the pain. You have those cross smiles in line. I wrote, number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges and microwaves in every room plus breakfast is included in every rate not to mention there's also a pool and fitness center on site if it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants bars and shopping you would never want to leave at only six miles from campus you're still right in where the big orange action is go to hamptoninn.com search knoxville and book your room at the hampton inn paper mill or call 865-693-5400 Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. 
Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of East Day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. To the Irish Network's hotline, hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, Ben McKee, Jason Swain, HVA Systems, tankless water heaters, and generators are going to be extremely limited in 2022, so don't wait. Call Hiller today, call my friends at Hiller today, and don't wait until you're out of options. They have special financing available by now and pay nothing until next year. 
Hiller's work is backed by the Happy You'll Be or the service is free, guarantee. Learn more at happyhiller.com. Let's get to Coy and Macon. Coy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. How are you, sir? Good, Doing great, man. Doing great. Just uh, just counting down the days, man. You know, um, I talked to you last week and told you, you know, I was buying tickets to the game. First time that uh, you know I'll be in Neyland for a for a regular game. I in say thirty years, probably since I was ten years old. Wow. Um, super excited, man. Coming coming from Macon and uh, man, the wife. I I brought her to a spring game a few years back, but it just I, I kept telling her, I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, the atmosphere just wasn't anywhere close to what I was hoping. So um, I, I'm really excited for it to see a sold-out Neyland. And uh, you know, they're going to check her the stadium. That's going to look awesome. Just super pumped, man. I feel like a kid before Christmas. Um, I just wanted to see, um, you know, where you where you would be setting up. Uh, you know, where can, where can I come on campus or – where, where you'd be setting up to for your uh, pregame show, and um, if you'd be tailgating and stuff, maybe I could uh, get to meet you guys or one of you. Absolutely, absolutely. I will, um, for sure, I will be um, part of the Big Orange Countdown show right there at Gate 21. There's a huge stage there. Um, I'll be there for the start of the show, which is every – home game an hour and a half before the game. So in this case, it will be 6 o'clock. Uh, so I'll be there earlier. Uh, depending on, you know, how soon I get, you know, get back into Knoxville um, will depend on how, how much I get to tailgate. I got to make a quick yeah. trip Saturday and so uh, – or Friday. So – and uh, we'll see we'll see how long I'm be able to tailgate. But I will definitely be there uh, around 536 for – the Big Orange Countdown. That will be broadcasted uh, on um, Vault Network. It's, it's also broadcasted there on Sports Animal. Um, so it's all over the state of Tennessee syndicated. So you can find me there, man. Last week, a lot of, a lot of folks came came by, said, what's up? Got a chance to meet you know, Tennessee Rick, Kentucky Vol, Vol Storm, Chamel. Uh, it, was a, it was a host of volunteers, uh, Hunsucker. Um, there was a lot, a lot of, lot of folks on Twitter that uh, came by and got a chance to meet and, and connect with. So it was good. Hope, hope you get a chance to do that too. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait to meet some of the uh, swing, swing family and some of the Twitter family. I'm hoping I <laughs> see uh, my wife. Thinks I'm a huge nerd now, by the way. But um, um, just really excited, man. Um, you know, it's going to be electric. I, I'm feel fortunate that this is the game I picked last week, and it just kind of blew up after we beat South Carolina and turned into a perfect storm to you know to come to my first game in so long. So very excited. I did want to give an early attaboy to uh, Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves. Man, although I know you're not a big baseball fan, Swain, man, you may have seen Freeman's home run last night, but that was one of the oh, coolest yeah. moments. That was an awesome home run and uh, serious clincher. So. The Braves need to, this morning, go present Freddie Freeman with a blank check. Dude, quit quit playing around with him guy. and give him a blank check. I, I, I agree, man. It's, I can't tell you the, 
I mean, if Liberty Media, that's who owns the Braves, if they don't re-sign that guy, it's going to be, man, I don't even know what's going to happen. A riot. It's, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. I mean, and it should be. It should be. Well, good, good stuff, guys. I um, look forward to hopefully getting to see and hang out with you for a little bit this weekend. Either way, go balls, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, Freddie Freeman is everything that you want um, in a player. Off the field, he he brings value to the community. I got a chance to check out his documentary a couple months ago on ESPN, you know, his story. Um, and then, I mean, he's a, heck of a, he's a heck of a damn player, one of the best players in the, in the league. Um, so, MVP. yeah, you don't, you don't want someone like that to go somewhere else, a.k.a. you don't want him to go to the Yankees and get a big contract. Or the White Sox because they just they pee down their leg, pee down their leg like the Yankees in the playoffs. But I we wanna... don't we don't pay for top players. The, the Yankees are the ones who overpay and buy baseball teams. We don't do oh, that. That's all I'm saying. That narrative is so old. Money is much different it's in true. baseball. It's true. Now I want to correct one thing uh, I said earlier, uh, and shout out to Walkman for for mentioning this. Uh, I had forgotten about it, but uh, Jonathan Mingo, one of Ole Miss's three really good receivers, uh, has a broken foot, so he will not be playing against Tennessee this weekend. So uh, it, it will it will be down to two good receivers that Tennessee needs to account for on Saturday. Yeah, he was a third lead receiver, um, had 15 catches, 290 yards, and three touchdowns. So Braylon Sanders and and uh, Dontario Drumming is who we will have to make sure we keep our eyes on and. I love how, you know, we show love to our players, especially when they're playing well. Um, and sometimes that can blind us from understanding that who we're going up against, they're good too. And their players are good too. Listen, Matt Corral is good. Good, good. And he's been good for longer than than Henry Hooker. And both are playing great football right now. Both playing great football. They're both playing great football. Matt Corral went up against Bama. He's 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 went up against Arkansas, and those defenses um, are better than any defense that we have went up against this year. And so you can love your own player, brag on your own player, hold your own player up, but at the same time recognize that your opponent is pretty damn good too, and Matt Corral is pretty damn good. But that doesn't mean he's going to be good Saturday. That means he's capable of being good on Saturday. He's capable of doing exactly what he's been doing the last couple games. But he's also capable of making mistakes and being a reason why Tennessee is able to win this game. He's shown that in his past. But he's a good player. But that doesn't mean good players always have good games. You just have to, you have to be better on Saturday, three and a half hours. That's it. That's it. And I'm not saying that to make it seem like we're going to be against Alabama or Georgia, where it's like a slimmer chance that you're going to win. Because Tennessee right now, I think the, the line dropped a little bit. I think Ole Miss is at three, right? I don't know. But I, I see it when it first comes out, and I see it on, on Friday. <laughs> but sitting here watching the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, like my crowd – He's that dude. He is a problem. It's a heck of a challenge for Tennessee's defense. Man, but those guys are up to it. Those guys are up to it. They have confidence in Tim Banks. Down to three. 
Yeah, down three. They have confidence in Tim Banks. They have confidence in each other. They have confidence in themselves. Like, this is going to be great. And this is why this game is positioned in the perfect spot. Primetime, it's a sellout. This is, to me, the game in the SEC. The game in the SEC this week. All right, let's go back to the phones. Got D.R.V.A. D.R.V.A., good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Swain, are you going to talk to us peasants? Because I saw where uh, Mailman did get to talk to you last time. Mailman? Tremel. And that was oh, yeah. Mailman, yeah. it's that's, around that's Twitter. Tremel's he did. Twitter I, mean, I did talk to Tremel for a long time. Oh, is that him on Twitter? Yes, that's Tremel. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I talked. We talked Tramel and Volstorm. We got a chance to talk for for a good, good little bit. My question to you is: Has has Lane Kiffin taken out a restraining order on you yet? Uh, not yet. Uh, I guess he's still trying to get all the insurance adjustments from wrecking that way. Cause I figure he'll block me soon. It, it, it's amazing how everything's good till we play them, then I start hating on them. Hey, man, you have flipped the switch. I, I've I've enjoyed seeing it. I appreciate. Well, I mean, everybody knows as well now. I'm a clown, uh, and that's part of what my phone call is today. Uh, being the oh, uh, now save that for that's what my, I'm about to tell you. That's my cl- that's my that's clown music. That's my clown music. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, <laughs> I'm about to tell a story, and uh, you'll really be using it. Ben, what, what do you think of the over and under for this game? I'm not touching it. Uh, just putting that out there. What is it? Eighty one. That's what she said. Yeah, at first it was 79 and a half, and then I'd read somewhere it was 84 and a half, but uh, I believe it's, I think you're right. I think it's 81 and e- a half. Right ESPN now. is saying 82, which I don't know why it's not saying 81 and a half or 82 and a half, but ESPN saying 82. Uh, what's that? Like, a, it's going to have to be a 45 to 42 type of game. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna touch it because it's it's very high. Like I'm not gonna put my own money on it. But if you were making me put money on it, I would I would take the over. I would take the over. Yeah. I, I think ten, again. I said earlier. I think uh, Tennessee should get to forty. I I do think Tennessee's defense may come back down to earth just a little bit this weekend, just because of the the level of talent of of Ole Miss's offense. So I expect Ole Miss to put up some points as well. Uh, I put money on Tennessee. The first quarter spread we've been covering it all year, even against Florida. So I put money on that and made ninety five bucks. And I was sitting there watching the Alabama A and M game, and I thought, and Alabama was down by seven. And I thought, well, I mean, it's Alabama; they're going to come back. So I, I just emptied my account on them cover five and a half point spread, and look what happened. You have nothing in your account. Yeah, nothing. So really, I can't bet that over anyway because I don't have any money left. How, how are you going to be able to afford dead end on Saturday? I'm hoping you're paying for it. <laughs> Is this why you asked me to go with you? Or afford a wife. I'm, how are you going to afford a wife here, sir? Yeah, how, 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 how are your kids eating this week? Do, do we need to call somebody? Well, they got free meals at school, so I'm just telling them to load up on breakfast and lunch. <laughs> and milk cartons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that. that Certain restaurants feed kids for free on certain days. So if you hit that up right, man, you can, uh, you can get away pretty quick. It's kind of cheap when it comes to something. D.R. Vol. Yeah, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed watching you on Twitter, man. Especially so are you going to take the over? 
I, I'm not betting on it, man. I can't do it after that. Alabama had won 100 straight games against unranked teams, and I put a bet on it, and they freaking lose. So I may what, bet on them. Right if if you I'm had money in your over. account, would you take the over? If oh, you had God, pretend yeah. money, monopoly money. Yeah, easily. What about it uh, in the rain? Uh, Cashville Vol makes a, a good point. Would you still take it in that's the rain? The rain worries him. Yeah, that, that's what worries. But it's supposed to stop by kickoff, isn't it? Something like that. And my computer said like 40% of rain when I, when I checked yesterday. Yeah, mine is at 70 in the morning, then it was going to quit. Hmm. And honestly, y'all bringing up Tim Banks. I mean, that, Ole Miss may put 100 on us. But, again, I maintain first half of the season. He's been the happiest surprise of the season for me. Like Rodney Garner, we knew his defensive line was going to be ready. But Banks, I didn't think he could work a miracle with what he's done with the amount of talent he has. A.M. showers, I see. A.M. showers, there's a 60% chance of rain. Uh, this is on weatherchannel.com. Um, showers in the morning, partly cloudy in the afternoon, high 64. So, um, looks like. Looks like it should be okay by by the night, uh, but yeah, Dr. Ball, Tim Tim Banks has been has been awesome. We got guys that left that think might want to want to come back now. Too late. Ah, shocker, huh? Yeah, too late, too late, too late. That's not the way it works, man. You can't you can't just break up with your boo one week and then get back together the next week. That's not the way it works. Ironic. Well, guys, I'll hop off here. I guess me and Ben will watch the rain Saturday. And uh, if you're paying, I'll get a drink. If not, I'll get water. Y'all have a good day. See you. I got your water. Man, I don't even have tickets, man. I don't have a plan for this game. You'll end up in the stadium. Hey, man, I don't have tickets. I don't I don't know where I'll be. Like, if I'm going to watch a game at home or if I'm going to be in the stadium. By this point of game week, I have – at least known that I'm going to the game on a Wednesday. I don't even know that right now. I don't have any tickets, man. They sold out. Go buy some. They sold out. You can buy some. I don't know what I'm doing, Ben. Also. I think I have to be a media, media member. Volstorm is uh, wanting to point out that my math is horrible because I said 45 to 42. I was trying to think of what the score would need to look like for the over to hit Volstorm. And last I checked, if the over under is 82 and a 45-42 type of game, which I think it'll be in that ballpark, is 87, and 87 is greater than 82, I think my math is pretty good in that particular situation. Oh, yeah, I, think, I, I, think the, I think the calculator helped you out on that one, man. I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's get to uh, – Hillbilly Bopper. What's going on, Hillbilly Bopper? Good morning. Good morning. What's happening, fellas? What's up? What's up? Braves. Braves moving on. I'm happy for the Braves fan. I saw how happy y'all were yesterday. (laughs) It was was a big day. It's going to be even better when we see who's going to win against the Giants and the Dodgers. That was a – I was hoping the Giants would have pulled it off, but, you know, that's all right. We'll get there. But, uh – <clears throat> no man, I, you ain't got plans? Come on down to Georgia, man. We got we got fans down here. We'll we'll get some we'll, we'll get some screens put up or something for Swain, man. We got to have some Swain down here sometime. Get blow enemy lines and let's call some plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I might have to I might have to take you up on that during the off season. <laughs> during the off season, 
I know, brother. I know how it is. Wish we could be in Knoxville this weekend. What, we, what part of Georgia are you in? I'm in Noonan. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm down here you know where in Noonan. Chip is? We, uh, yeah, Chip Payne's in Noonan. Yep. 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 Me and Chip, good buddies. Good I'm friends. sorry. So, yeah. Oh, man, he's a good guy. Really he's good right. guy. Uh, we, we've had a man, <clears throat> I was talking to some guys last night. You know, we were looking at a stat that, that stuck out to me. Last night with Ole Miss, is they've averaged 90 yards a game on penalties. I'm not mistaken. And, you know, going into this season, I was looking at where Hypo was with with penalties. And, you know, it, it kind of – we kind of had a couple of games there where penalties kind of shot us in the foot. And they did, especially with Pitt. But, uh, man, if that stadium's rocking like we know it's going to be, oh, we can draw, we can draw 100 – 115 yards for Kiffin's team, so we can, man, we gotta, we gotta be one step ahead of this, man. We gotta come out, get the momentum, and just, just get through with it. I mean, I know it's gonna be, it's gonna be an intense crowd. Wish I could be there, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. What, uh, Swain, what, what do you think about ball rushing this year? You think, you think we're gonna be anywhere with that? Come, come Georgia. From Alabama, or are we going to see it in this game more with with Tyon Evans? You said you said rushing, yeah, rushing the ball with Jabari Small, with Tyon Evans. Um, we should we should be good. You know, Tyon Evans has been has been great this year. I mean, I thought he's been Tennessee's best back. He's been the most healthy back, but he's been the guy that's been more of a home run hitter, being able to make guys miss. And I like me some Jabari Small too, and Jabari should be uh, in better place for for this football game. Um, I think Tennessee is going to be able to run the football and should be able to run the football against Ole Miss. Something that Ben outlined uh, very well earlier in the show about you know the air rush defense and comparing it to you know some of the worst teams you know in the in the conference. Third worst, yeah. So I mean, I expect I expect to run the football. I hope to do some other things like win, but I expect to run the football. I expect to put up points. The question is about our defense. The question is about can we generate turnovers because that's going to be very, very key. You know, against Alabama, they took advantage of Ole Miss being aggressive on fourth down and got a bunch of turnovers on downs. Um, And I look at that depending on where the the ball is as, all right, is that is that – what we consider a turnover because if Ole Miss is going for it on their own 35-yard line on fourth and one, they don't get it. Like, I look at that, that's like that's that's a turnover-worthy play. But if they are on our 35-yard line and it's fourth down, they decide to go for it and, you know, they don't get it, I look at it as, oh, you know, and we got turnover and down. So it just really depends on field position. Um, but defense is going to have to make some, make some stops. I'm pretty – confident and expect our offense to to do some damage especially to run the game i i feel the exact same way i i expect the offense to produce hoping the defense can produce and the third area of the game is gonna have to step up and eliminate the mistakes that it has had the the last couple of weeks because it, it cannot afford special point. teams to give up a touchdown this week Great because it, it will be the difference in the game this week you you can get away with it against Missouri, South Carolina, not great, but you can get away with it. You can't get away with giving up a, a fake punt for a touchdown against Ole Miss. 
you, you can't get away with giving up a kickoff return for 100 yards for a touchdown against Ole Miss. You can't give them free points. You, you can't. And to Hillbilly Bopper's point, uh, Ole Miss is dead last in the SEC in penalties. They are, they are 14th, averaging 90 penalty yards per game. That's the most uh, – they have 50 penalties on the season. Uh, Arkansas has committed the most penalties, 53, but Ole Miss has had the most penalty yards per game. Ole Miss is 129 out of 130 in, ah. college, in college football. Ah. 129 out of 130. So that's bad. You know, you look at you look at the discipline there. Uh, that's that's in question. But if I'm if I'm Ole Miss man, like I'm foaming at the mouth at opportunities in the special teams game. Oh, yeah. Because when you have depth issues like Tennessee, special teams is kind of where you are, are exposed the most. And so if I'm Ole Miss, man, I'm gearing up for a kickoff return. I'm gearing up for, you know, some fake punts. Like, this is where I feel like I can separate. This is where I feel like I can win the game. And if you're Tennessee, hey, man, I don't know about kicking the ball deep. Unless you know you can kick it out of the end zone. I'm forcing some fair catches. Which Toby Wilson has done a pretty good job of, of doing so the last couple of weeks. Because you're spot on. They, they put their, their receivers and backs back there. And they, and they are dynamic with the ball in their hands. Yeah, that that concerns me, man. Our kick return concerns me against, against Ole Miss. If we're going to be scoring points and they're going to be scoring points, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for kickoff returns. We can't let that beat us. Sweet event. Be right back.